Hello, and welcome to the October 27th episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on LNG projects in Africa, transport infrastructure projects in Mozambique and Cameroon, hydrogen and offshore wind in Portugal, a new gas code in the Republic of the Congo, renewable energy and W2O accession in Timor-Leste, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Diana, over to you. We start this week's episode with news on the 18 billion US dollar capital expenditure program for LNG being developed in Africa, placing the resource at the center of oil and gas investments in the continent. Speaking at the African Energy Week event in Cape Town, Upstream Research Director at Wood Mackenzie, Ian Thom, stated the 20-year investment cycle that started in 2010 would culminate at the end of the decade with world-scale LNG projects in Mozambique and floating LNG across five countries. With abundant gas resources, Africa is already a leader in floating LNG with over 50% of global capacity and there is room for other projects to emerge, developing gas for domestic and export markets. Thom also cited several LNG and FLNG projects in Mozambique as key to the future success of the continent's LNG export aspirations. These include Coral Sul FLNG, which shipped its first cargo last November, as well as the Rovuma LNG and Mozambique LNG. In Angola, the president has approved a $2.7 billion loan with Luminar Finance Limited to finance projects, infrastructures, and services. The financing includes several sectors, namely public works, energy, natural resources, education, agriculture and agro-processing, water, sanitation, technology and communication, real estate, health and economic development. In charge of carrying out the works is the Mitrelli Group, which operates in sectors such as telecommunications, agriculture and health. In the last five years, the Angolan Private Investment and Export Promotion Agency, APEX, has registered 635 private investment projects valued at around $9.3 billion, with the largest investment volumes coming from the USA, Portugal, the UAE and China. Despite these encouraging numbers, the agency is still looking to reduce bureaucracy in order to promote investments and is seeking strategic alignment with the different public agents involved in the investment process, such as local administrations and provincial governments through the Janela Unica de Investimento, the country's one-stop shop for investment. Angola, Portugal and Brazil wish to create a trade triangle for agriculture, cereals and green hydrogen by bringing their ports closer together. The idea is to promote smart, clean and secure connections in the digital, energy and transport sectors, hoping to mobilize 300 million euros by 2027. The project will be presented next week in Brussels, where it is hoped to receive funding from the Global Gateway Initiative launched by the European Commission. The Fund for the Sustainable Development of the Sugar Industry in Africa plans to invest almost $2.8 billion in the continent by the end of the 2024-2025 fiscal year through its operational holding company, Industries de Sucar do Zambeze. 
This investment will focus on participating in existing strategic businesses, mergers and acquisitions, rationalizing the sugar value chain, increasing agricultural production and industrial capacity in underfunded operations, as well as carrying out valuable long-term greenfield projects. There are positive economic indicators in Mozambique, as the government estimates that foreign direct investment in the country should more than triple next year to over 4 billion euros, driven by the natural gas exploration business, mainly by the resumption of investments by Total Energies in the Ruvuma Basin. The government also estimates a notable increase in imports of specialized services by the major projects underway in the country and expects the country's gross domestic product to grow by 5.5% next year. The Mozambican government intends to invest 290 million US dollars in the expansion and modernization of the port of Baira in Sofala province, one of the country's most important ports which also serves other countries in the region. This project will contribute to accelerating the region's socio-economic growth as well as fulfilling the objective of making Mozambique a logistics solutions provider for the countries of Southern Africa. In addition to expanding and modernizing infrastructure, the government's vision is to implement reforms that will allow the transport corridors to be transformed from simple transit routes for goods into a space for economic development, promoting industrialization, agriculture, trade and other activities. The European Union is planning to hold an economic forum in Cameroon during the Promote Trade Fair scheduled for February 2024. In preparation for this event, an EU delegation visited the Cameroon Interemployer Group with the aim of raising awareness before the country's leading employers organization, who committed to take part in the organization and publicity of the event. Cameroonian urban mobility improvement project Yaoundé Cordeville is scheduled for 2024 and will mobilize over 54 billion Central African francs. The project stems from the need to upgrade road infrastructure in the city center in order to relieve traffic congestion in Yaoundé, and it will receive 46.2 billion Central African francs through a C2D mechanism managed by the French Development Agency and a direct contribution of 8.5 billion Central African francs from the Cameroonian government. Expected benefits include the creation of 800 jobs, improved access to sustainable urban transport for about 430,000 people by 2035, shorter journey times and a 19,000 square meter increase in pedestrian walkways, thus improving the quality of life in the city with less dangerous roads, fewer accidents and less air pollution. In Côte d'Ivoire, a new government was appointed on the 17th of October. The new government team, led by the Prime Minister Robert Mambé-Bogré, comprises 33 ministers, including two ministers' delegate. Six of the new members are women, including Anne-Désirée Odoto, appointed Minister of State, Minister of the Civil Service and Modernization of the Administration. In Portugal, Miranda is incredibly proud to assist the MP2X project, a Portuguese, Danish and Dutch international consortium led by the Portuguese company Madaqua Renewables, which has just upped its investment in green hydrogen to 2.8 billion euros. This investment is earmarked for the green hydrogen and ammonia production units in the Sinj industrial zone, 
representing an additional $1.5 billion for the second phase to the $1.3 billion allocated to the first phase of the project. This will make it the largest project in Europe, surpassing 1 gigawatt of green hydrogen production capacity and will create 265 permanent jobs and 6,000 indirect jobs. Overall, MP2X will promote a circular value chain, lower CO2 emissions and reduce dependency on fossil fuels. At the same time, it will reduce the import of natural gas, significantly boosting compliance with national and European objectives presented in national and European strategies for decarbonizing the economy, as well as in the national hydrogen strategy. The Portuguese government will start receiving expressions of interest for offshore wind projects as part of the auction that is due to take place later this year. The information was provided by Prime Minister António Costa during the second Sustainable Blue Economy Investment Forum, an event that aims to debate economic growth driven by the ocean economy. In the area of renewable energies, the head of the executive stated Portugal's ambition to reach an installed offshore wind energy production capacity of 10 gigawatts by 2030. Some international companies have already presented projects for offshore wind projects, but these interests are to be subject to a tendering process. Large national companies such as EDP and GALP, as well as international offshore wind developers, have already shown interest in the auction, but are waiting for the conditions to be presented, especially the electricity pricing model. The focus on renewable energies is also prevalent in the Azores, where the regional government is investing close to 132 million euros by 2027 in photovoltaic and wind energy projects in eight islands of the archipelago. The projects will be carried out through the electrical company EDA Renovaves using funds from the Recovery and Resilience Program as well as from other operational programs. The Democratic Republic of the Congo intends to invest $6.6 billion over a 10-year period in its agricultural transformation program to fulfill its commitment to feed Africa. The announcement was made at the DRC Agribusiness Forum organized at the initiative of the Congolese government with the support of the African Development Bank and the International Finance Corporation. The forum was designed to stimulate private sector investment in agricultural value chains and boost agro-industry in order to develop agriculture in the Central African country, which has vast agricultural resources and an undeniable potential to become the epicenter of the continent's agricultural industry. The Republic of the Congo is taking an important step to reach the country's aspirations of becoming a key player in the natural gas arena as it prepares to adopt a gas code by the end of the year. To achieve a framework that fits both the country and its partners, the government held a roundtable that allowed operators to share their expertise and technical mastery and provide some feedback that will inform the cornerstone of the statute. The code in the making aims to regulate the entire gas sector, covering aggregation, processing, storage, import and export, as well as supply to meet household needs and be an important tool to attract more domestic and foreign investment to the sector. Saint-Main Prince inaugurated its first arbitration center, which will contribute to a more favorable business environment, as quick dispute resolution is a determined factor for investors. A long-standing dream of the business community in Saint-Main, the arbitration center was made a reality with the assistance of the United Nations Development Program and the International Labour Organization. 
In Timor-Leste, the government signed an agreement for the Community Infrastructure for Resilience Project with the United Nations Development Program and the Government of Japan. The $5.1 million project to be implemented between 2023 and 2027 jointly by the Ministry of State Administration and the UNDP aims to support communities in three municipalities and in the special autonomous region of Oekusiambenum through the construction and rehabilitation of 40 community infrastructure units, which will improve access to essential services such as health, education, markets, irrigation, water and sanitation. At the signing ceremony, Minister Tomás Cabral stressed that the project is aligned with the program of the Ninth Constitutional Government, which focuses heavily on improving access to basic infrastructure, water and sanitation infrastructure, health infrastructure, as well as economic growth and job creation. In order to identify potential areas to implement a wind energy project in the country, Electricidad Timor-Leste, in partnership with the International Finance Corporation, carried out an exploratory study according to which the best site is Mount Ladigutu in the municipality of Ikek. Projections on this site indicate the possibility of producing 50 megawatts of power, which would be enough for the energy consumption of up to 35,000 people. The referred study, which is still underway, also points to the possibility of a future wind energy storage infrastructure via a battery energy system, which could store up to 200 megawatts of electricity and supply Timor-Leste's electricity grid directly. Lastly, Timor-Leste is about to conclude World Trade Organization accession negotiations. The government, through the Deputy Prime Minister and current Chief Negotiator for Timor-Leste's accession to the World Trade Organization, Francisco Calvoadilei, together with the Timor-Leste delegation, concluded a sixth meeting of the working group for the WTO accession earlier this month in Geneva, which marked an important step in Timor-Leste's journey to becoming a full member of this global trade organization. During the process, Timor-Leste has been praised by WTO members for its commitment in technical work. The head of the working group highlighted the speed of progress in the negotiations and expressed confidence that Timor-Leste is on the right track towards WTO accession. The process is now entering its final stage, with Timor-Leste having to finalize outstanding issues and provide additional documentation in order to formally conclude its accession to the WTO at the 13th Ministerial Conference in February 2024. We hope you enjoy this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us then for more news from the 16 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. In the meantime, you can drop by our website or LinkedIn page, where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Diana Teodoro from our Lisbon office and Luis Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Hugo Ribeiro from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.